0: Hey, it's Andy. Thanks for downloading this podcast. It's a good one. You're really going to like it. And you know, if you like good things, you should also check out the movie Deep Dive podcast that Mike Pusateri and I did on The Right Stuff.
1: Now, what are you two pudknockers
0: going to have, huh? And we are going to break down the 1983 classic, The Right Stuff. And now you're all like, that's great. You morons picked a movie that's... <laughs> Thirty-seven years old.
1: The movie—it was just so stylized in such a unique way that I had never seen. I can never recall seeing a film like that. Really, was how unique it was in their presentation of it and the filming, and that really drew me to that movie. And I think it still makes it really rewatchable. Yeah. I've probably seen it ten to fifteen times, and would watch it again this week. Hey, Ridley, you got any baby? Yeah, I think I got a stick. I love it some way. I'll pay you back later. Fair enough.
0: It's available now on the Pointless Exercise podcast feed wherever podcasts are sold for free.
1: Why don't you fix your little problems and light this candle?
0: Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise podcast. So it's it's Monday and the Bears played on Sunday, which means we get to enjoy and look back fondly on another sterling effort from our beloved Chicago professional football team. Uh, as always, I am Andy from Pointless Exercise and Discipio, And with me is Mike Pusateri, actor, comedian. Uh, is available on the web at mikepusateri.com. On Twitter at slash Mike Pusateri. You don't actually type out the, you don't type the word slash. He's not Cordell Stewart. And on Instagram at, oh, i got to remember this. It's Mike Pusateri.
1: Oh, close. I It's so close. I am. I am.
0: <laughs> I think I look it up wrong when I go to link to it.
1: So, Mike, how are you? Uh, well, you know, another ruined Sunday, Sunday night. So
0: I understand that you would like to start.
1: Uh, well, I would like with to, a statement. I was going to say I would like to. I've never done this before, but I, I would like to. I would like to make a statement, <laughs> much like Michael Corleone addressing the Senate <laughs> in Godfather Two. Um, it is this season is over, and it is time to clean house with this organization for all of the the meathead Mitch fans out there on talk radio and Twitter or whatever, I I would think that last night certainly proved beyond any shadow of a doubt that Mitch is clearly not the answer. He plays the most important position, arguably in all of sports that being the NFL starting quarterback and He's got a modicum of athletic ability, but he can't. He just can't play the position. He, he's, he's been doing this for years. We've seen it all. We see the same thing. This is a surprise. Should be a surprise to nobody at this point. So that means you have to get a new quarterback. Now, who are you going to trust to find this new quarterback and then coach this new quarterback? Well, your options are Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. And Ryan Pace has clearly shown he isn't capable of choosing the next Bears quarterback. Matt Nagy has shown that he is incapable of getting the best out of Mitch Trubisky. So the organization is never going to get any better. We get, we could talk, I'm sure we will about how the bears defense quit last night, but the organization is never going to get any better with, with these three guys. And look, I'm sure they're all nice guys. They're all, you know, they're all multimillionaires. These guys have already won in life, right? They're fine. They have not won in football. And that is unfortunately what we have to deal with as fans. Um, what this team needs to do, and, and I suppose being the Bears, it'd be nice if they would would maybe take action this week, although I highly doubt that they would. But they need to find the NFL equivalent of Theo Epstein, and Theo has to – got to pay him whatever it takes. He has got to report into ownership directly. It'd be great if we could have different ownership, but – that's not going to happen, but whatever. He'll have to report into ownership, not Ted Phillips. He will have to have full autonomy to do whatever he needs to do. Theo's got to go out and find his, the NFL equivalent of Joe Madden to coach this team. And then they've got to go out and sign or draft whoever this quarterback of the future is going to be. While this defense is still good enough and still young enough that you have the next two or three years, if you can find a good quarterback, you can maybe still make something with this defense. Now, of course, the Bears, being the Bears, are bad, but they're not bad enough where they're going to get and either of the top two quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. So that means they're. Pro- it is a deep quarterback draft, and and in fact, there's a guy, there's a guy who's got Bears quarterback written all over him. I think his name is uh, Trey Lance. <laughs> I, I want to say yep. from North Dakota State. I mean, that guy's got – he certainly has Ryan Pace written all over him if Ryan Pace is, is picking. So wh- whoever it is has to, if, if not draft a guy, sign a guy that can lead this franchise, finally bring this franchise into the modern era with a star quarterback. You're not going to do any of that given these this triumphant of terrible that we have running this thing right now. That's my statement, Andy.
0: Well, I'll start with all the things I disagree with, which is nothing. So, what if, <laughs> think about this, though. The NFL is a copycat league. Mm-hmm. So, what if the answer to your questions about they need to find the Theo Epstein of football and the Joe Madden of football? What if those answers are Theo Epstein and Joe Madden? Because, you know, Joe played quarterback his freshman year at, uh, where'd he go? Lafayette? Lehigh. No, he went to Lafayette. Lafayette. Lafayette.
1: Okay. Well, um, you know, ironically, one of those men is available.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, Theo needs a job. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can't disagree with any of it. I, It's, there are so many things that point to them talking themselves into not changing. And the biggest one, of course, is it's a pandemic and their revenues are in the crapper and they'd have to eat $15 million, I think, of just Pace and Nagy, plus then all the assistance. To that I say I don't care because they're a multi-billion-dollar operation. The NFL is yeah. getting all of its they – they're putting every player at risk for the beloved TV money, which they're getting all of it. They're playing a full schedule. And I guarantee you there are owners out there who are like, okay, we lose money on the game day stuff, and we make it all back at TV. Um, in fact, we Absolutely. know that the check they get every year for the just the, their one thirty second of the NFL TV deal is more than the salary cap. So they literally their payroll is taken care of immediately, plus some by their TV check. You cannot lose money as an NFL owner. So I mm-hmm. I don't care. Um, to me, it was a it it, it seemed. Uh, odd and cruel and it should be illegal that they they put their nanogenarian owner into a i don't know a model t or whatever and and yeah. drove her ass all the way up to green bay in the cold in the middle of a pandemic to watch a game that they knew they were going to lose by you know i think they I honestly they only lost by 16 points because the packers took mercy on them but they yeah. knew they were going to lose it by at least three touchdowns and they still dragged her up there and risked killing her yeah. Um Maybe that's the plan. Maybe the grandkids have finally, you know, gotten a hold of it and they're like, all right, let's let's take care of grandma. She's lived a nice long life and then we can sell and we're going to all get our cash.
1: Well, and 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 this, of course, is 2014 in Lambeau Field when the original debacle happened. And uh, that, that's what led to the Ryan Pace era. So, I mean, what is she seeing now six years later? That that is in any way a um, an improvement over what she saw six years ago. There is nothing. Yeah. There is nothing.
0: Um, I I'd like to think that maybe the Packers took mercy on the Bears to, to try to avoid regime change because <laughs> it's in their best interest. But I think they're to the point like everybody else was like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Beat yeah. them as bad as you want. They're just going to hire a new set of morons and we'll just kick the shit out of those morons. So we'll just, right. just do it. So I don't think they right. bothered to take mercy on the Bears.
1: Maybe it's because uh, George Hallis had to lend money to the Green Bay Packers at one point to keep them a viable franchise. Maybe they're just trying to pay it back. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. They're, they're being nice to us. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, this is the Chicago Bears. This is, this is the arguably the the, the, you know, the singular NFL franchise, the preeminent NFL franchise, certainly one of them. And it has been irrelevant for um, too long, uh, too long for any of us to even remember. Yeah, I mean at least,
0: at least thirteen years in a row, and then a lot of time in between. There's, there's gaps between. Yeah, they've only made two Super Bowls ever. Yeah, this is Super Bowl fifty-five. They're going to (laughs) play two. Bears have been in two.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And then, in, t- in typical bear fashion, the worst thing about this season is how embarrassingly bad they are. The second worst thing about it is they pretended they weren't bad for six weeks.
1: Right. So
0: we, th- this is a three and thirteen football team that's going to have like a seven and nine record. So your talent level is going to shove you to the middle of the first round mm-hmm. in a year when you badly need a top. You need a top eight pick, I think, to get any of the four quarterbacks: Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence, uh, Justin Fields, the what's the BYU game guys? Name? The BYU guy is Zach Wilson, is
1: the great Zach Wilson, or,
0: or the great Trey Lance, who I think uh, North Dakota State played one game this year. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um. So they're they, re- they're going to have to trade up to get one. hmm And we know we don't want Ryan Pace. A picking the quarterback. Or trading up because if he gets a chance to if they let him keep the job, which I think they're gonna, and they let him trade up, he's going to trade up for Sam Howell. Mm. Quarterback North Carolina. Who is I just watched him play Notre Dame last week. He's Mitch. Actually, I don't think he's draft eligible because he's a sophomore. But they'll they'll do the Larry Bird thing. Where they'll draft him. They just want his rights. They'll convince (laughs) They'll convince Goodell that this is fine. We're going to draft Howell this year, and then you we won't. You can have our first round pick next year. Uh, Just you know, throw it into the. You can auction it off, and then we we get the great Sam Howell. It'll be it'll be great.
1: That sounds about right. Yeah, it's complete
0: insanity because the one if you looked at the team and you are like, okay, well, quarterback's not the issue. We have a fairly decent quarterback. Then you might be able to make a case to yourself that. You can continue to let Pace try to build a team, but you don't even get that. That would be a tough argument to make successfully. Mm -hmm. But you don't even get to make that argument because one of the main reasons this team is so bad is because he botched the only important decision he'll ever make as an NFL general manager. He completely he didn't just miss. He he took a he took a, a kick at it like Charlie Brown ended up on his ass, broke his tailbone. Because it's it's very you know that even joked about it. So NBC does those ridiculous graphics things every Sunday night game. This one was, um, who had to start with Brady? That he'd been the number one all-time rated quarterback for like ten years in a row or whatever it was. Right. Yeah, you know, he, he he descended to this was the the highest quarterback rating in the history of the NFL, and he had gone up there. And then a couple of weeks ago, he got passed by Patrick Mahomes. And then on Thanksgiving, Deshaun Watson passed Patrick Mahomes. To which Tarico goes, sorry, Bear fans. We hated to remind you yeah. that you dra- you traded up to pick the Stooge in a round when two. Yeah, Mahomes, if Mahomes, reti- not if he died, if he retired tomorrow, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. Watson, I don't know if he'll be a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he's one of the three best quarterbacks in the NFL right now.
1: Easily, yeah. In year Fantastic. three or four. I guess <laughs> yeah. year four. Year four. Well.
0: And Mitch is had the greatest week of practice in his life, according to his lying football coach.
1: Right, and then right. Oh, was, and rem- was, immediately – He was ticked off. Yeah. Oh, he's Mitch. learned so much from the bench. Right. This is a fire. This is the man. greatest
0: the greatest lesson we could have ever taught him. Yeah. While well, he put it to use, uh, all that t- all the learning that he did was on display, and he was shit again. He's just he's he's just. A- there was a reason he got benched, and his absence and Nick Foles also being it, it, what we realize it, it, clearly it's two things. Mitch is not a good quarterback, and this is a terrible offense, which is a bad combo because you put really? Foles in, who is not a terrible quarterback, but he's not. He's not gonna set the world on fire. And he can't function in it at all. And his no. while he the things he does well, he does much better than anything Mitch does well. You know, Foles can read a defense, he can get the team in the right play, he can do whatever. But then yeah. this this terrible offensive line and this lack of a scheme puts all of his physical limitations, the fact that he's the slowest guy I've ever seen. He has almost no chance to succeed in it. We put Mitch yeah. in it, who is faster. And He also has no chance because he doesn't get them in the right thing. He never sees the right. He never. He can't make progressions. And it was like Tony Dungy was like trying to praise Mitch and was coming up with these, you know, just basically like patting a puppy on the head for you know, you know. Well, he didn't. You know, he didn't piss on the carpet. You know, he missed the carpet. (laughs) He peed on the tile. That's easier to clean up. Good job this time.
1: He's toilet. He's toilet trained. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Mitch has had you know the time since his benching. They had this is the bye week, so they had all this extra time to prepare. And Mitch is ticked off. You know, he's he's ready to sh- prove everybody wrong, and he does exactly what Mitch does, which is the only guys he seems to hit and stride consistently are wearing the opposing yeah. uniform.
0: Yeah, the uh, the interception in the them. end zone was a beautiful pass. It was Orgy. a dime. The problem was. Uh, it was to a Packer.
1: <laughs> that was the only flaw in that plan. He throws in a triple coverage. And when he does on the rare occasions, when the, our wide receivers are wide open, they have to dive for yeah. the ball. Yeah. And, and it's not all it, it it's, it's not all on, uh, on Mitch, because as you said, the offense is terrible. The line is terrible. They have one great offensive player in Allen Robinson. They have a, a decent player in, in, uh, uh, in David. Um, and, but again, this is all an an indictment of, of pace and Nagy and the things that they have done. The, 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 the thing that scares you though, about them cleaning house is, well, who's going to replace these guys then? That's the thing that scares you. And, And that's why it cannot be. I remember when, you know, when, um, because you could tell Ryan Pace when they first chose him, even then, was you could tell the Bears were like, okay, let's kind of do what the Cubs did here with Theo. Let's see if we can maybe do this. Now, a couple of key differences. Theo had already won some World Series and was already, you know, Theo. Ryan Pace was, you know, uh, uh, an executive with the Saints who had won a a Super Bowl and a young guy and a forward-thinking guy and all that sort of thing. So they already kind of went on the cheap. In other words, they didn't get; they did not find anybody who was proven at this job yeah. to do it. They thought uh, kind of what you say about like back to Jason Hayward. They took a good, good; they paid a good player great money, hoping that he'd become great. Yes, that's kind of what they did with Pace. Right? Yeah. He's a good; he's a good executive. We hope he can become great. But then they they screwed up by not by having a report into Ted Phillips. Mm-hmm. And I and I I said at the time, uh, and and I and I think now. Um, and this you can't really fault Pace for. I do not think that Ryan Pace, when he took this job, was thanking his lucky stars that John Fox all of a sudden became available to become his head coach. Yep. I think that choice was foisted upon him, and 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 you can see the logic, right? You're a young GM. He's an old, you know, experienced coach. What a great mix of new and, and experience. This is exactly what we need. And, and, and of course, that was all a disaster. Yeah.
0: Well, it's ironic because the guy he wanted to hire, he ended up with on Fox's staff. And he's about to go 0-16. <laughs> if, if Pace had his way, he would have hired Adam Gase to be the head coach. Right. And it's ironic because Gase only spent one year with the Bears, and they had – he the, the job he got with the Dolphins was because, you know, he'd worked with the, with the Broncos and with Peyton Manning. And Peyton makes any offensive coordinator look good because he's basically his own offensive coordinator. He comes to the Bears, and he legitimately got a good year out of Jay. The best mm-hmm. year the Bears had gotten out of Jay. And people are like, holy crap, this guy actually got production out of Jay Cutler. He's a genius.
1: He's the Jay with...
0: Dolphins hired him. They looked True. at it and went, uh, no, um, we're cutting bait quickly and then he went up and he did that weird bug-eyed yeah. press conference thing with the Jets and now he's about to be out of football forever. Um, but yeah. you're right. So on paper, and it just it just goes to show, on paper this looked like the Bears were doing it the right way, except for the fact that they they don't have they didn't have anybody in the building who Think about that. They're supposedly a professional football organization. When it came time to hire a new general manager, they didn't have anybody in the building that they trusted to make the pick. So they, hi- they dug up Ernie Accorsi and his toupee to come in, had to write him a check so that he could help them pick somebody. And when they picked Pace, it really looked on paper like the, like a good move. He was a pro personnel director, which is the step mm-hmm. you take before you become general manager in a successful franchise the one thing that he saw and he repeated all the time was you've got to have what's the secret to the Saints' success. It's the relationship between Sean Payton and Drew Brees, but it's also the fact that Sean Payton's a really good coach and Drew Brees is a really good quarterback. It can't just be, you can't just hire, you know, two guys that like, you know, Hey, they have great rapport. (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's probably not going to help you out on the field, but it does. If, if you find two good guys and they get along that, that helps the whole organization. Um, and then there's this whole idea so then he gets stuck you're right he gets stuck with fox ernie mm-hmm. convinced them no 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 you got a you got a rookie gm you need a you need a, a steady hand and Good fox job. was clearly there it, he was stung by the fact that he had gotten fired in denver He'd taken him the super bowl and they'd gotten humiliated the the seahawks beat them a thousand to nothing mm-hmm. he gets canned his first year with the bears gary kubiak is taking um, Peyton Manning, by that point, was basically left handed, and they're winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> right. And he's just in it for the check with the Bears. I mean, that's, yep. you never got the feeling that, you know, that he was in it for anything more than I got a three year deal, and they're going to pay me for three years, and then I'm going to go buy a big ass boat. And apparently, <laughs> the boat cost more than he expected because he spent last year at ESPN getting a check for doing nothing. <laughs> and now he's on a boat somewhere. Uh, right, so then, so then, Pace gets his chance to hire his guy. He's going to hire a coach, and it was a very odd choice because he did—he almost did it right. It's very clear now that they hired the wrong. Like he was—he was a year late. Right, Doug Peterson had been on that staff and went off to Philly and won a Super Bowl. So there's three guys on that staff the year, I think I'm getting this right, the year Nagy hired somebody. There's Matt Nagy, there's Frank Reich, and there's Eric Bieniemy. And of those three, only Nagy gets a job. Then Josh McDaniels takes a job in Indianapolis, and for whatever reason, he's, he's a fucking weirdo. And <laughs> after like three days, he's hired assistant coaches, he quits. Goes back, runs back to New England. And so they're like, oh, God, we're screwed. Ah, uh, fine. We'll take Frank Reich, who's proven to be a much better head coach than Matt Nagy. Yes. Um, we've already talked on this podcast about the fact that they only got Nagy got the job, ironically, because he failed so spectacularly as the offensive coordinator. Right. Andy reweighted waited until the end of that season and finally gave the play calling over to Nagy. Nagy called the last couple of games. Things went well. And including, he got to call a week um, 17 game that Pat Mahomes played, made his debut. Yeah. And people were impressed. Well, it turns out they were impressed by Pat Mahomes. They were impressed by Matt Nagy. <laughs> right. Nagy coaches in the playoff game. Alex Smith goes back to playing quarterback. And they blow a huge lead against the Titans. Marcus Mariota and the Titans. That's who it was, too. Mostly because they wouldn't run the ball in the second half. They just kept giving the ball back. And that's that sounds familiar,
1: by yes. the way. Yeah.
0: So all of a sudden, Nagy's available because they don't have a game the next week. So him and Pace meet the next day. Pace is so impressed with how well he's taking the loss and what, what great leadership. And he hires him. So basically, his own incompetence is what got him the job.
1: Yeah, he okay. failed up. Isn't and, that the Peter principle? If he failed up.
0: Yeah. And for a year. Looks like it worked. You know, Mm -hmm. he does. He has an engaging personality. He was 180 degrees from Fox. You know, he actually has a personality. He was willing to, even though one of the things he's still good at, but people aren't buying it anymore, is he will give an in-depth answer to your question, but he won't say anything. He will talk and talk and talk. And you can, like, I'll do it sometimes for... For the newsletter, I'll be like, all right, I'm going to type this answer down. You, t- you sit and type his whole answer Right, You look at it and like, Jesus, he didn't say anything. He used, <laughs> he used 600 words and said nothing, which is actually is a talent to that. He should run for something when the right. Bears finally fire him. Um, and then we looked at it like, oh, look at this offense. Well,
1: yeah,
0: now we know, hindsight shows us that that offense was a product of Vic Fangio.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, For the first 11 weeks of that season, they scored a crap load of points. And, I mean, obviously, they had the six-touchdown game against the Bucks, where where uh, Mitch couldn't miss. Should have retired on the spot after that. <laughs> right. Although those – I give Nagy credit for this. When you watch – because I did – I put the, the six-touchdown thing in a column I wrote. I watched the highlights again. Guys are so wide open. Even <laughs> Mitch can't miss him.
1: Couldn't miss him, yeah.
0: Um, the offense – the league figures Nagy out – Right after the overtime loss to the Giants, the Bears' offense has been bad ever since, and we're yep. now on—it's—it's um, it's like 34 games in a row where they've had a crap offense, including the playoff game. It's just—it's right. not good. Um, but they still were winning games. They were terrible in the playoff game against the Eagles. They only scored 15 points, mm-hmm. um, and they scored them all in a hurry at the end, and then, um. I I feel like there was a huge turning point in the at the end of that game, not for the Bears, but simply for Nagy and people's perception of him. And it was um, Cody Parkey double joints the field goal, and that allows the Broncos or John Elway wants to hire a coach. He wants to hire one now. And he's got Fangio on his list, but he doesn't think he's going to get to interview Fangio because the you know the Bears are gonna beat the Eagles and Vic's gonna be busy. And all of a sudden he's not. And they bring Vic in, and John is impressed by Vic. He likes guys in gray sweatshirts. <laughs> and he hires him. And the Bears the Fangio Bears defense was like forty percent of the Bears offense. They're right. really good at stealing the ball, at scoring, but at the very least, of setting you up with a short field, that's gone. Uh, and then the double doink itself seemed to break something in Nagy's brain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, the way he handled the whole kicking replacement thing was weird. He basically he threw Parkey under the bus in the post game, and then the next, and then they were mad at Parky for going on the Today Show. That's the kind of shit that fans are supposed to be mad about. I was mad about it. Mm -hmm. But the coach and the general manager are supposed to be mad about it in private.
1: Right. right. Not
0: run and go, oh, did you see that? And um, so that's why I feel none of this would have made him better. Fangio coming back wouldn't have made Nagy a better coach. But it masks, I think, a lot of it. Because I don't think Chuck Pagano is a bad defensive coordinator. But I think he he looks at the the talent he's got. They did some weird shit last night. Um, although yeah, not right. having,
1: yep. Yep,
0: they did. it's not just that they're missing um, Akeem Hicks. They've been missing Eddie Goldman all year. And all of a sudden, both of those guys are gone, which just opened up the middle of the field for the Packers to do whatever they wanted. But right. yes, I don't understand why Danny Trevathan who hasn't been fast for five years is chasing Devontae Adams around. I don't know why Buster Screen is ever chasing anyone around. Right. That's that <laughs> doesn't, But it's not like Pagano's right. a bad defense coordinator. And this is not a bad defense, but they're not. No. For, in order for this offense to work, that the bears defense has to be legitimately stealing the ball from the other team. And this mm-hmm. defense is really good at keeping everything in front of them and making you drive on them, which Aaron Rodgers had very little problem doing last night. But there was a reason that it was taking 7 minutes. Because the bears defense isn't bad. It's just they didn't have the they didn't have any real answers for what Aaron was throwing at him. Mm-hmm. Um but you know they're not getting this, you know. Mitch needs to be propped up by good field position, and they're just not ever getting it.
1: No, and, and we have talked about this before, too. It, it, it's like Buddy Ryan to Vince Tobin. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a, a complete philosophical change from a attacking, swarming, let's generate turnovers defense to a bend but don't break uh, sort of defense. But the the other problem that uh, Pagano is dealing with, and this is not of his own making, is the fact that they really have very little depth on that defense. Yeah. And we see that they've got some great players, some, some impact, a lot of impact players, a lot of stars. But you get to that second level, that third level, they don't have the guys that are able to um, perform when the starters are out. And uh, that goes back to the general manager.
0: You know why? It's because all that money is in the offensive line. Although, no, that's right. They don't pay anybody. I guess they paid Charles Leno. He's like the only guy that actually makes any money. Cody, yeah. I guess, got an extension. Yeah, that's one thing you can say about the Bears' offensive line. For the most part, they may be bad, but at least they're cheap. That's
1: great. <laughs> right.
0: Terrific. But I don't know. This is not an excuse not to do it, but even with a better offensive line, would the offense be better?
1: I, I, I mean, it would, think it would be somewhat better, but it's wouldn't. if you would put Mitch them, behind the Colts' offensive offense. line. No. Would he just be.
0: have more time to do dumb things?
1: <laughs> That's a frightening thought. Yeah, yeah he might. It's like, he wow, might. look at that protection.
0: And he still manages to throw the ball right to <laughs> the other team.
1: How did he do that?
0: Yeah, my favorite part of the game last night was, and we clearly got, we didn't even get the B team. We got the C team when he got Tariko and Dungy. Was Tariko, as is apt, typically we hear it, it's, the, it's the former player in the booth. Who at some point it, it it happens to Aikman every time he does a bear game, um, and I don't remember the last time Romo did one, but I'm sure it happened to him too. At some point, especially with the quarterbacks, they get pissed at what they're watching,
1: and they're just like, <laughs>
0: "What is this? I don't I don't I don't understand what they're even trying to do." Tarico, who's obviously not a player, started to go, "Well, you know, this bear team does a lot of stuff on offense, but do they do any of it well?" And Dungy, who was trying to be nice. All he could say was, "Not really. Not. Nope. <laughs> they have nothing to hang their hat on. They don't have they really like don't. you know, like they most know. teams have. They want to do a bunch of stuff, but when it comes right down to it, all right, if we absolutely have to get five yards, here's what we're going to do. The Bears don't right. have that. They don't right. have a single thing to go to. And as a de- as don't. a you know, typically, I mean, in football, it's a very simple game. It's the defense is trying to take things away from the offense. And there's certain things like we have to take this away." If they can execute this, we're going to be screwed all day. I, I don't even know what defensive meetings look like the week before you play the Bears. I just assume God, that must, that must, in non-COVID times it's it's like a pig roast, <laughs> and they just sit down and they they only put the film up when it's when they want to have a laugh.
1: Right. What is there <laughs> to
0: actually prepare for?
1: Yeah, they're I drinking just, beers, smoking cigars, you know, eating it's like the pig. Like
0: it's like bigger and McCracken. In Kingpin. You know, he asked asked the Packers defense. He's like, uh, you know, are you guys going to get scored on? Yeah, I might uh, go out and get drunk and fall down and hurt myself, and then we might give up some points. But (laughs) otherwise, no. I mean, we don't have to worry about it at all.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's the... So it gets back to the whole idea that, you know, they're going to have a mediocre record with a bad team. Mm -hmm. So... So things don't look if you if you run it all back next year.
1: Yeah.
0: One guy you're not going to run it back with is Allen Robinson. He very clearly he's gone. He's already he's gone. made up his mind.
1: Right. Right. Somebody and, said and, and, he was yeah.
0: liking Instagram posts from fans of other teams saying hey you should come here, and he's like <laughs> double tapping the heart on all of them. <laughs> you know. So he's gone. So now what are you left with? You're left with your you know group of five foot four inch wide receivers.
1: Right. And Cairo Santos.
0: Cairo may have to play wide receiver. Cairo's <laughs> yeah. like, all right, Cairo, you're the tallest guy we've got left. So we're going to need you. We're going to throw we're going to throw fades to you in the end zone if we get in the red zone. Cairo's like, you're never going to get in the red zone. I'm not even going to practice. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'll still be I'll still be trying to kick fifty four yard field goals because it's as close as we can get to the end zone.
1: Right.
0: It's like um, you know, Vanderbilt because they're, they all their kickers got exposed to COVID, so they went to the um, they went to the women's soccer team, and they got they took their goalie, and so she was going to kick in the first she's going to be the first female for a Power Five conference to actually get to kick in a game, and I remember somebody was like the only thing I'm worried about is I don't think Vanderbilt can they're not going to score a touchdown I don't think they can get in the field goal range.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so people are like, I they only let her kick once. Yes, they only let her kick once. She kicked off to start the second half because it's the only time they needed to kick her in the whole game. Right. right. She kicked yeah. it 100% of their place kicks, but there was only one. And it's like, it just feels like the Bears.
1: Feels exactly like the, the Bears. They're the
0: Vanderbilt of...
1: It's just, it's despicable. You know, and it's just... Now, and, and let me ask you this too, by the way, I have, I mean, out of all teams, we saw decisiveness out of the lions this week. I have, I have Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. Have they, have they done so have they accomplished so much more than Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia at this point,
0: they went to and lost a playoff game. But other than that, no, not None. really. Although here's now, the about, thing. I, I, okay. So if yeah. you're Matt, Patricia, And you're Bob Quinn, and um, their 96-year-old owner Martha—is it Martha Ford? Is it's like Martha? It's like Batman and Superman, Martha. Right. (laughs) Actually, I guess she doesn't run the team anymore. She like handed it over to her daughter. But you know, still. Yeah. So she's like, "All right, the Bears are an embarrassment. Every week they just get the crap kicked out of them. You've never beaten them. Yeah. Matt Nagy is undefeated against you, Matt." Their Matt never loses to our Matt. You're fired. That I think had to it had to have come up. It's like look at this dope, and you've never beaten him.
1: Right now, how about this? If the Bears don't make a move this week, which they probably will not, what if the Bears lose to the Lions? Uh, how yeah, can you? I don't even know who the Lions make a move at that point.
0: Who's the Lions interim? Is it Jim Bob Cooter? It's it better. Be. <laughs> Is he even there anymore?
1: Yeah. It's Boss Hog.
0: Oh, God, it's, it's Daryl Bevel. Oh, my God. Yes, if you lose right. to Daryl Bevel... Actually, if you fall behind Daryl Bevel at any time during the game, you should immediately be fired. Nikki <laughs> should know that, and it's like it's three nothing Lions, and he just takes the headset and he hands it to somebody, and you know he walks it off. Yeah, he doesn't even have the big. He can't even hide behind the big Denny's menu because he doesn't have it anymore. <laughs> right. He just walks off and he waves to the non-existent crowd, and then <laughs> off he goes.
1: Yeah, <sighs> I just you know. Yeah, but I mean, if if they lose, which is clearly a possibility, if they lose to the Lions, how can they possibly possibly justify? <laughs> Yeah, because not not, firing, not cleaning house before the end of the season. Right, it it's not just that so the
0: Lions are bad; they're bad, but they've got all kinds of COVID problems. Um, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford has a torn ligament in his right hand, and he can't he can't take a snap under center, and he has to try to catch all the snaps, the shotgun snaps, left handed. Right, and so that was a disaster because any of them that were off a little bit, he was like, you know, it was rolling up his arm and he was chasing after it. Yeah, if you lose to them. You're screwed. Yeah. Well, they're already screwed. You're more screwed.
1: Right. I mean, there, there's still a chance that this Bears team could make the playoffs because of the expanded playoffs. But why bother? I mean, it, it's it, it's really a completely a pointless exercise.
0: Hence the name of the podcast. <laughs>
1: um, I don't.
0: How bad would they lose to the Saints in a rematch? Forty-two to nothing. Can pretty, they hold them bad. under forty-nine points? Can they can they hold them to six touchdowns? Yeah. I'm sure the defense would play. And especially what if the, you know if you're Peyton, then it's like all right, Drew, take another week. Yeah, right. we're going to beat him with Taysom, and he's only going to throw four times. So take another <laughs> yeah. week. Yeah, and Drew's like, but I need to get some snaps then before the playoffs really start. Uh maybe we'll <laughs> play the fourth quarter against the Bears when. We're up by
1: fifty. <laughs> right. It's like a preseason game. Yeah.
0: It's so that so the rumor mill coaching replacement rumor mill, especially when it's first before anything's official, is always ridiculous. Um, the name most associated with the bear opening, should it should it open, is Michigan head coach. Jim
1: Harbaugh how great would be the Bears and the Lions are both competing yes, for fighting, We're both
0: fighting <laughs> over Jim Harbaugh the you team that would win that fight would be the one that doesn't get him
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely um,
0: you know and I don't he obviously he was a very good coach with the Niners he did a great yeah. job he went into a mess and, and he cleaned and it, it up and he it. took him to the Super Bowl and he lost to his brother which has to suck mm-hmm. um, so they could do worse which means they will
1: Which they definitely will. Well, but that's the thing, going back to the original point, that, you know, they can't, the Bears have to find, and I don't know who it is, but they have to find the NFL version of Theo Epstein. And not the guy who worked for the NFL, you know, not, not the guy who worked for Theo. The Cubs have that now, right? But they're at a much different place now. The Bears have to find the Theo Epstein. And then that Theo Epstein has to hire... You can't hire the the bench coach for Joe Madden. He has to hire Joe Madden. And the Bears can do this. Theoretically, they have the clout, the prestige to be able to get whoever they want if they were functioning at a high level which they should be. Yeah, I mean if There's you sh-
0: went around to I don't even know who they are. If you went around to the best executives and you, and your your sales pitch to them was we're going to turn this franchise over to you to run. And we just want you to run it. Just the exact mm-hmm. same thing that Tom Ricketts told uh Theo and then he actually let him do it for um for 5 years and then stopped. Mm-hmm. Then said, "Yeah, you can run it, but um yeah, we need to see that budget again. I need to it. <laughs> right. Uh but otherwise he didn't really man- other than pulling money off the table occasionally. Tom really didn't mess with uh um, no? Theo. He let him run it. Yes, this would be an attractive job because those guys all have egos and they're all like, you know what, It would. Be. imagine how great it would be if they go and they let me have free reign over that organization. We start winning, and I'm winning football games and, God forbid, championships in Chicago. It would be the greatest thing ever. Yes, yeah. they would be. But the problem is, in, invariably, they will do what they always do, which is we're going to let you have free reign over every decision. We just need you to run them all through Ted.
1: Well, that's the just problem.
0: let Ted look at him first. He's probably going to tell you it's OK. It's like no, <laughs> that little weasel has got to go.
1: But that, that's where you end up hiring a Ryan Pace who yeah. doesn't have the status to right. say, uh, no, I'm not taking this job. If I'm reporting to Ted, I'm reporting to you ownership. So th- but that that's what they have to do. They have to get a guy who's going to be like, oh, oh, that, oh, you want me to report to?" No, no, no. That, that's cute. that You guys think that? No, uh, I'm going to be your president of football operations. Um with free reign over everything. That's or I'm not taking the job. They have to get they have to go out and get that guy. And that's where you wonder if they're even capable of doing that. Yeah. You
0: know, I mean I I in my I I start to fear okay, say they go ahead and do it. Say they're like, you know what? This is ridiculous. George McCaskey's like, it's ridiculous they these two one of them botched the pick the other one botched the development of the quarterback we need a new quarterback we're gonna have, they both need to go uh, who they actually think would be a good alternative i can imagine them going you know who had a nice run in Dallas had jason garrett <laughs> well that's
1: the frightening part
0: right let's go get him uh right thankfully mike mcarthy mike McCartney, McCarthy McCarthy mike McCarthy is off the because that's a guy that's a prime candidate for them like oh we'll yeah. get him
1: like no Right, right. You look what he that, did in Green you Bay. You don't
0: right. want that dumbass. Right. <sighs>
1: yeah, I don't know who it would no. be. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, that's that's the scary part. You can't even. I mean, it was
0: funny for the longest time. The joke would have been, uh, they're finally going to be the team that lets John Gruden <laughs> run a football team again. And now you look at it, you're like, you know, that would not have been a terrible idea. Nah, the guy actually yeah. knows how to put together and run a football team. Although I don't know how they got the on by the Falcons on Sunday. But this whole thing that was supposed to be a joke with him and the TV, and they they picked their general manager off of the draft, watching the draft on NFL Network, they hired Mike Mayock. And you would much rather have John Gruden and Mike Mayock than what the Bears yeah. have. Yeah, you would. And people, during the draft, everybody pisses and moans about Mayock's draft. So, oh, he took this guy too high, he took this guy too high. And, they look at the, and then they look at the team like, you know, there's a lot of talent on that team. Oh, is there? <laughs> That's yeah. ironic. Yeah, right. We'll keep building offensive line in a two years. They're right, all enormous. Right. And... They, he has a good offensive line. Ah, oh, that's amazing! You can actually do that. Yeah, you know the Bears have the the offensive line has become the Cubs' offense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Where, it, you don't change the players, just get rid of the coach. And it's ironic to me that um, the the line they patched together last night, which which was not terrible, it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. It actually they actually ran the ball more than the one you know big gain by Montgomery. Hmm. Um, is pieced together with two, two guys from Harry Heestand's offensive line at Notre Dame, Alex Bars and Sam Mustafer, who were the fourth and fifth best linemen on that line. <laughs> and they were starting for the Bears last night, and both of them did fine. Mm-hmm. So maybe you shouldn't have fired that guy. Maybe that guy actually knew what he was doing.
1: Yeah, maybe he did.
0: But apparently, um, he could not hide his disgust at the offense, the way it was being run, the way the <laughs> plays were, the, the blocking schemes he was asked to try to put in, which he apparently kept telling Nate these these won't work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We can't do it this way. We can do it this way. And he's like, no, 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 we do it this way. Um, he got fired, but he basically got himself fired. Yeah. He basically started yeah. to actively you know, act up to a point where he's basically, at some point, Harry didn't give a shit if he got fired or not. And he got fired.
1: Yeah, it's, it sounds like he kind of welcomed it. Mm-hmm. You want to fire me? Cool, I'm good.
0: Olin Krutz on the post game show weekly will mention that of the five guys on the All Pro line in the NFL last year, Harry has coached four of them at some point during his career. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, that is a parallel. That is a parallel between the Cubs, right? Yeah, we certainly... the...
0: Although this time they didn't even bother to fire the hitting coach; they just fired the assistant hitting coach. Apparently, it was it was Termel Sledge's fault. It, was it wasn't fault. the great oh. Anthony Iaposi
1: <laughs> but you know and but for both teams we can say this the offense broke yes yeah. right yeah
0: and in the both cases broke. they don't know
1: they have no idea how to fix it see i think the cubs actually would know how to fix it but they don't have the their ownership won't you know do what's required to spend the money to fix it the bears i don't think they have an idea how to fix it
0: no they uh, well they they their head coach doesn't know how to fix it. He talks about it every week.
1: Yep, sure. Got to get right. this
0: fixed. Got to get this fixed. Well, you'd have fixed it if you knew how. Mm-hmm. You've had It's two and a half seasons now of it needs to be fixed. And you haven't done it. So either you're actively revolting against your own team and you're sabotaging them, or you don't know how to fix it because you right. haven't fixed it. Right. <sighs> yeah, it was, um, speaking of fixing the offense, uh, the Jim Duquette on MLB... <clears throat> Radio today, apparently, you know, there's been rumors that the Cubs they are going to offer Chris Bryant the uh, a tender, so they're not going to just let him go, but they're still actually Uh, trying to trade him. And the Nats want to trade him, and the trade that Jim Duquette came up with (laughs) was Chris Bryant for Starlin Castro. So stupid! (laughs) (laughs) Just just like holy shit, that's what it's come to. Yeah, Starlin, one of my all-time favorite Cubs, but no. I don't want. To, I'd, be, no. I'd welcome him back. I do not want him back for Chris Bryant.
1: No, of course not. So anyway. But right. yeah. So
0: so, but if you're the Bears now, and they're going to get a new quarterback next year, I mean we know that and Poles will probably be their backup, and that's been the job he's always actually been good at. Mm-hmm. Um, but who the hell are they going to get? Well,
1: you're going to you're going to right. who's going to decide this is our guy? Yeah.
0: Who's gonna decide what's your guy and when you get him, who's gonna who's gonna develop him? Because right. they don't come fully formed. I mean, as great a player as Patrick Mahomes was, he goes on and on about how Andy Reid and Alex Smith turned him into got him ready to play quarterback in the NFL.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um you know, Watson, for all of his flaws, Bill O'Brien is a dope. Bill O'Brien mm-hmm. is a good offensive coach. And yeah he got Deshaun Watson ready to play quarterback. He ironically put him behind a terrible offensive line and nearly got him killed. Right. Repeatedly. And then as general manager, when he, uh, he kept trading away the guys that he could actually throw the ball to, which was not great, but.
1: Uh, right. Yeah, but this, right. But I mean, this, this team was down 27 to three. Yes. The only reason it wasn't 28 to three is because they missed the extra point. Yep. And then of course forty one to ten. Forty one to ten. This this team was destroyed. I don't care what the final score was sixteen points. They were blown out. The defense quit. The offense didn't even wasn't even good enough to quit.
0: Well, there's there's been a the one constant there's two constants to this season. The one has been that the Bears take the first fifteen minutes halftime to them is thirty minutes long. It's the 15 minutes of halftime and then however long it takes to play the 15 minutes of the third quarter. They're, just, they're not interested in, right. in, in any of that. That's been a constant. And then the other one has been that they move the ball and score points in the fourth quarter. And the reason yeah. that they do it, it's only in the games where they're down by a lot of points. Right. Because the defense has basically said, all right, we're not going we to blitz anymore, and we're just going to play deep and just keep everything in front of us. and make, We don't care if they score, but they're going to take a long time and they're not going to be able to catch us. They managed to That's right. They managed to catch the Lions and the Falcons. Which now we all wish they hadn't. Because it would be much better <laughs> to be, mm-hmm. you know, three and eight than five and six. Yep. But then the other games it was all just window dressing. It was, hey, look, they didn't the other bears didn't get beat that bad. Like last night, if all you did was look at the score,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're like, ah, eh, sixteen points. They must have been in it for a while. No, they weren't.
1: The the, the 15
0: points they scored in the fourth quarter were irrelevant. They were... Completely irrelevant. Yeah.
1: Packers Packers glad to give those up just to keep the clock running. Didn't care at all. Here's how, given the Packers have scored 40 points a game, it's like the
0: fifth time, at least the fourth time this season. Here's how much Vegas thought of the Bears. The over-under going into the game last night was 44 points. (laughs) So what do you think? The guys in Vegas are sitting around like, what do you think? Uh... 35 6 Yeah, better make it 44 just to be safe. All right, good. Yeah. I mean, they clearly had it as the, it's going to be a skunk. I'm sure in reality like, yeah. oh no, the bear defense, blah blah blah, yeah, whatever. Um Yeah, right.
1: And then, and and, and and of course, you know, uh, uh, let's not forget the fumble 6. Maybe my favorite play of the game.
0: 3rd and 17 in your own end, you have no chance of picking it up. The only thing that can happen if you let Mitch drop back there, take a five or seven-step drop, is he's either going to throw an interception or he's going to get sacked. And your what was it at the time? Seven to three? No, twenty-seven. It was twenty to three. Had to be. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're not really in it anymore, but you're still on the fringes of it. So you're punt. Just yeah, eat it. Punt. Maybe the defense will you know steal the ball from one of the you know from Equinimius St. Brown, and, um, and score. But no, they call a, a deep drop back. Mitch drops back, line breaks down. Mitch panics, does his weird, you know, he can't go back. There's a guy behind him. Now he's completely out of sorts. He can't do his weird <laughs> rotate in the middle of the field thing. So he, he, yeah. he tries to step up, loses the ball. Yes, gets face masked by two guys. There yes, were two different no face hat. masks on the play.
1: Right, But...
0: Yeah, and then nobody really chases the, no, the guy. Recovers. Not
1: really, not really.
0: <laughs> so Nagy always does his. He gets asked about it every week, like, "Oh, you know, is the team is they run are they are they are they completely dispirited?" And he's always like, I, "I'm never going to question my guy's effort." And last night, watching, him, I'm like, "You need to," because it wasn't yeah. there. Your defense. Why, why, why finally, not question it?
1: Yeah,
0: your defense finally went. Fuck this! This whole thing. yes, they did, and they stopped. Yeah. And yeah. when you see Eddie Jackson really not try to tackle somebody, it really stands out. Yeah. He doesn't really like to tackle anybody anyway, but when he really decides he doesn't want to, he might as well have just had a matador cape and just went, woo, run through
1: this. Right, right. It's ole bullshit. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, how many how many guys on the Bears' defense literally opted out during the game? <laughs> It felt like quite a few. Decided, you know what? We're not going anywhere. It's a COVID year. I'm out. I'm good. Yeah.
0: And we talked about it either last week or two weeks ago they all blur together about they're so desperate to turn the to get turnovers that they're not really even tackling people anymore. They're right. just punching right. at the it's ball and just playing. All. And then when they do have guys squared up, they're not successfully tackling them. I mean it's um you know, Roquan the last few weeks has seemed to be the only guy who actually tackles people. Yeah. Um, which is an improvement over running in and hammering tailbacks in the hole and then forgetting to wrap up and they run by him anyway. Um, yeah. And uh, it was either Trigo or Dungey. He was like, oh, we haven't said Roquan Smith's name all night. No, <laughs> because the ball is 40 yards down the field every play. Right. And he's the right. middle linebacker. So he's right. not going to be making any of these tackles.
1: Yeah. That's That's,
0: Buster is going to be making all of them.
1: Buster's going to be trailing Devontae Adams by seven yards. So, yeah, I mean, I
0: – the, the questions are not that complicated. The answers shouldn't be as complicated as they are. Um, you know, it's one of those things, and we know this from being Cubs fans. Yeah. <sighs> You know, you get to a point where it's like, all right, well, this manager sucks. It's time to fire him and hire another manager. We went through Mm -hmm. that forever. And Mm -hmm. it's like, you know what? If you know it's not working, you have to change. The only way to ever find the right guy is change. You make the best decision you think you can, and you have to be, you have to make an honest evaluation. And you can't make an honest evaluation of Matt Nagy or Ryan Pace and keep them. No. The only way you keep them is for is convenience. It's cheaper and it's easier not to change.
1: Right. Right. Um, right. And, and, and frankly, your fan base in the league doesn't expect you to change.
0: No. And one of the things, one of the things Nagy is coasting on right now, no, I don't think any coach, because the other guys are all getting fired, is benefiting from the lack of fans. More than that, right. Nate, because good even point. last really year point. they got booed at going into halftime, almost every single home game, and it yeah. was jarring, even to George McCaskey's. Like, oh my God, the fans are mad. You know, all he's got to do now is avoid, t- you know, sports talk radio and our right. podcast, which anyone anyway, listens to. <laughs> Absolutely, George, do the
1: right thing. Right, we um, love you, Matt.
0: Because you're not getting the normal uh, feedback eight times a year of, you know, boo, where's the owner's box? Let's storm it and throw him out. We're going to, we're going to toss him from the upper deck.
1: No, that's a really good point. The fact that he, uh, he is really benefiting by not having rabid bears fans in the stands ready to come after him.
0: So I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you keep I don't know how you keep interest in this franchise if you just run it all back again another year. Fans are clearly fed up and ready to, you know, move on to yeah. something else.
1: Well, and you would think the NFL would the NFL wants the Bears to be successful. It's good for the league. It's good when the Bears and Packers play on a Sunday night and it means something. It's good to have the Bears and all their tradition, you know, be appointment viewing to be, you know, the, the national team that they are with their national fan base, a rabid fan base. It's all it's good for the league. I'm sure the league would help them. I don't know how much help that would be, but I'm sure they would try. If they're going to bring out Ernie Accorsi again. That may not be all that much help. But you would think somebody in the commissioner's office could say, OK, George we're going to have this guy pick your general manager for you. We're going to, you know, you know, you could take credit for it. It could be all your idea as far as the press is concerned, but we need to get this thing straightened out because this is bad for all of us. This is bad for the league.
0: That it doesn't matter which teams are good. You know, uh, TV ratings are always high, whatever, whatever. The NFL, if they had their druthers, would love to have at least one, preferably two good teams in New York. They'd love to have the Bears be good. They liked when the Cowboys are good. And um, people are like, well, they didn't even need a team in L.A. all these years. But they want, they don't want to punt the L.A. market. They want that. I mean, they, they set that whole ridiculous thing up to, um, you know, the Chargers left a perfectly good situation to go to L.A. and have no fans now. Right, um, right. Yeah, it doesn't. The NFL doesn't. You know, they don't like showing off that they can make money without Chicago and New York. Yeah, you know, they want them both.
1: Yeah, and Los Angeles. You're right. I mean, that's a enormous market. They they understand the importance of it. Yeah.
0: I mean, one of the things they are most excited about in LA is the, um,
1: is just having that stadium. Having oh, Super absolutely. Bo- having Super
0: Bowls in LA is
1: going to be awesome. <laughs> It's going to be awesome. The, the league, the league knows that, and you know LA and the and. Uh, well, I was going to say you know, New York's not really holding up their end of the bargain, but the but they have in years past. But the Bears haven't been a part of this conversation for too long. Yeah,
0: well, it's first place Giants, four, four and seven, <laughs> right. one game better than the Bears. That's yeah, when I we'll think... know what's not funny anymore. When yeah. the terrible. The terrible team leading the NFC East has a better record than the Bears, which is coming the next week or two. That's when things get really embarrassing. You can't even make yeah. fun of them. Because the one thing I keep saying this, and I think people don't believe me, I said it last year, and I was proven right when they went to play in the NFC Championship game. The Packers team is not that good. I mean, it's certainly not a bad football team, but they're not that good. But they're, no, they're benefiting not. from beating up on the Patsies in the NFC North, who include the Bears. You know, the Vikings had a weird start to the season with injuries and COVID and stuff, and they were bad. And now they're just kind of bad. The Lions are terrible, and the Bears suck. Um,
1: yeah.
0: So, but it's another season where we have to rely on um, some other team to knock the Packers out of the playoffs for us. Right. It will not be the Bears, as we learned on the uh, Remember This Crap podcast last week. In the long storied history of the NFL, the Bears and Packers have been in the playoffs at the same time four times. <laughs> two of those, they played each other. So only two times have they made the playoffs, you know, independent of each other, and um, you know, and bowed out without facing each other. And that's mostly the Bears' fault. You know, the big stretch in the eighties where it's all the Packers' fault. Screw them. Right. But right. since then it's been all the Bears' fault. I mean, this is a Bears team that supposedly and you know, we live on this rich tradition. But they don't make the playoffs very much.
1: No, and they, they haven't
0: don't. made the playoffs consistently since the end of the since not even the end, the middle of the Ditka era. They pretty much just right. have not been that relevant except to us. And to That's national T right. V apparently, who that's one of the bad things about being, you know, in the third biggest media market and having a of still a large fan base is your crap team gets to be embarrassed on national TV because they want you on there. I mean, by What's all accounts, point? NBC should have they saw they knew what was coming. They're not stupid. When they did their stupid pregame pick thing, all six people picked the Packers easily. They should have opted out of this game and not shown it on Sunday night, but they knew idiots like us were going to watch, and they wanted the ratings, so they kept it.
1: Right, right. Well, there's there's Bears fans everywhere, much like Cubs fans. and you. But you would think, though, that all of this national television exposure that they get and being embarrassed continuously would at some point motivate them to fix it, and that seems to be missing, which is baffling.
0: Yeah, the only explanation can be that John Greener made a good point, and somebody had tweeted about this. It's how is it? You know, Virginia had a million kids. How is it none of them took an active enough interest to learn how to run a football team? It's incredible. I mean, Mike tried, but he didn't really. I mean, eh, no. eh, he just liked the you know he had liked being the chairman. George seems like a very affable dope. He's like the Todd Ricketts <laughs> of the family. Right. You wouldn't want Todd running things. And so I think some of it is, it's not like they don't want to win. They just, they don't know how and they get paralyzed by their own indecision. Mm -hmm. But the the thing that always comes back to over and over again is they've got a very highly placed guy in that organization who nobody knows what he does. They know he doesn't do anything well. And it's, it's be Ted Phillips used to be like the ticket guy. That's what his job was. And he's, whatever his ambiguous job is. And they will tell you he doesn't interfere with the football side. Please, But that's impossible. What are they paying him for if he's not? But even if he's not, then what's he there for? Right. I mean, that's like saying Crane doesn't meddle in the baseball side of the Cubs. Well, he he doesn't directly, but he does indirectly.
1: Right, right. Because he he reports into Phillips. So, I mean, there you go.
0: Yeah. Yeah, at least, I mean, Theo would have. I would have loved to have heard that conversation. We we just like you to report to Crane. Yeah. Bye. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Crane's Oops. busy over there messing up the, the the business operations side to the point where my payroll yeah. is going down at a time when it should be going up. Right. We've never been more popular, and he's somehow making less money because he's an idiot. So, well, at least we have the bulls to look forward to there.
1: <laughs> uh. That's
0: the thing. Yeah. I mean, this, the bears, this was supposed to be, you know, they're supposed to be, you know, at least okay this year. And that was going to be a bridge. Cause this could be a very long, could be a long winter. Um, yeah. You know, we don't know long. if baseball is going to start anywhere close to on time. So, right. So it's all the bears fault. Screw them.
1: <laughs> well, and, and they, and they, uh, and compounded by starting off five and one and giving a lot of false hope that, uh, and I think he, you know, it was funny, I think it's after that, some point after that, you know, um, John Greenberg had said uh, something like, you know, I thought the Bears were going to win seven games. They're, they're not going to do, you know, they're they're not going to do that. And I think you replied on Twitter, well, come on, they'll at least win seven. <laughs> <laughs> they may not win seven. No, they truly may not. Went five and, and, and one and yeah. might
0: not get to seven.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they really only have one good team left on their the. It, Actually, it it sets up for them, if they were a competent, normal team, you'd say, all right, they got a good shot to literally win all five of their games because they play four bad teams, and they play the Packers in the last week who will clearly not be playing for anything. Right. In fact, you very well might not even face Aaron Rodgers again. Right, right. The only way you would is if they're a game, like, say, them and the Saints are within a game, and then he wants to win to get home field throughout. Um, But short of that, you know, it's going to be... I don't even know who the I didn't know who the backup the backup who did the weird he didn't want the he didn't want to lose yards on the snap oh yeah so he was lunging forward it's like God that guy needs to be stuffed upside down in a garbage can <laughs> and I know it was it's the only fight the Bears showed it was the very end where they were like trying to shove him right um but yeah because it's it's Lions Vikings Texans Jags Packers and maybe even that order. That's a bad bunch, and mm-hmm. but those teams are all looking at like, hey, we got the Bears. Yeah, they are. We can get a right. win. Jacksonville's like, hot damn, we can get a win. And right. they you probably can. The and lot- it might
1: very well be with Mike Glennon. Wouldn't that be great? You don't think the you don't think the Lions are trying to are looking for to try to get a win this week?
0: Yes, this is like their only. You know, yeah. this might be their last shot.
1: <sighs>
0: so I believe the stat is that in eleven weeks, the Bears have been favored once. How about that,
1: doesn't sound good. Even as a, doesn't even when
0: good. they were five and one, I believe they've been underdogs, maybe all five times. Maybe the giants is that the only game they were favored in.
1: They were probably favored against the Vikings. Uh, oh, maybe not. Actually, I don't the think giants. they were. I, I bet it was the Giants.
0: I think it was the Giants. Yeah. Um, so coming into Week Twelve, coming off five consecutive losses, or is it Week Thirteen? I guess lucky Week Thirteen. <laughs> um. The Lions are coming to town. What do you think the spread is?
1: Ooh. Uh, I'll say Lions, two and a half. No, it's Bears, three. Really? Okay. Yes. And the (laughs) over-under. It's always 42 or 43.
0: It's 44 and
1: a half. Whoa, 44 and a half. Just
0: one half point higher than it was against. I don't know who they think is going to score all these points. Mm Mm-hmm. But three under normal times, three is the minimum they're going to give the a team. The but
1: quote unquote, they're the not. Field.
0: The lines have you know, without crowds and stuff. Although travel is a big deal, especially <laughs> with COVID, people freak out about having to travel, and who knows how many guys you'll have to leave. And you know. right.
1: So I don't know. Hmm. I wouldn't. Uh, Boy, I mean, is anybody confident picking the Bears to cover at this point?
0: No, because you have to be worried now as is as is effort. I
1: mean, yeah,
0: this is a game that if they came out and played, even with Mitch, they should be able to eke out a win over the Lions. But you worry that they are basically, if after five losses in a row in this to them once promising season where they were proving all of their detractors wrong, they realized all of us detractors were right. Um, you know, it's one of those games where with the Lions, the team if a team gets up early, they're probably going to win. Mm-hmm. The other teams like, all right, fuck it. I guess this isn't going to be our
1: week. Um, and this might be the one week that the Lions actually have a lot of effort, right? Yeah. they got the. And I don't
0: know about their like they. They didn't have. Although he came in handy for the Bears in the opener, DeAndre Swift, he dropped the the go ahead touchdown yeah. pass in the end zone. They didn't have him last week. They didn't have Kenny Galladay. If they have those guys, um, you know, they do have a pretty good shot to beat the Bears. This <sighs> just embarrassing. Um, and, uh, what I think they're going to do is now that we've all become resolved, even the people who were on the fence before, that the Bears really do need to turn around, that they will somehow win three of these last five games. Look bad doing it. Prove to any like impartial observer that they're still not good. But the Caskies are going, hey, that's a 500 football team. Yeah. It's not that bad.
1: Maybe a. Run probably, it back. It's
0: like you were a 500 football, a football team, team last year. The the idea is not to stay here.
1: You were supposed to get better. And mm-hmm. you didn't get better. And five hundred might make the might be a playoff team. Hey, we're a playoff team.
0: Yeah. I think the NFC West is going to take care of that extra playoff spot. The um seems like they're gonna need it to add a third mm-hmm. team. So the Bears hopefully, hopefully will be left out on their ass. Because yeah, I guarantee if they make the playoffs they're not changing anything. I mean, they're changing they're right. quarterbacks, but they're not changing right. coach, general manager. I still think it's, and we've been—I've been wrong before. I'm wrong a lot. I just get the feeling that the McCaskeys aren't there. That they think you know, there's enough. I don't even know what good things they think they see. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing's going to be money. They don't want to pay two coaching staffs. But yeah. And go well. And he's got two years left. The only coach they've ever fired with two years on left on a contract was Mark Trussman. and that took the mom's pissed game. And we didn't quite right. get to that level. We should have. Watching the game, I was at that same level.
1: Mm-hmm. Mom should have uh, been pissed. Mom, yeah. They, but they didn't right. lose
0: fifty-five to ten. No, they lost
1: forty-one to twenty-five,
0: which looked like oh, you know, that's they didn't, you know,
1: Packers, they were on pace. They were on pace to lose, by the because they were down 41-10 to 10 in, in the third quarter. Yeah, <laughs> so they were that, very much in the play. That dainty little Matt LaFleur took it easy on him. Yeah.
0: I didn't realize how little that guy was until they showed the pregame, him and Nagy out on the field. And Nagy's not a big guy. 6'1", no. maybe. And he was towering over Matt LaFleur. What if
1: Matt LaFleur and Cairo Santos? That's He is. He's no. the
0: Cairo Santos of
1: NFL head coaches. <laughs> Uh, Why has
0: nobody ever hired a kicker? Maybe that's the Bears. Sebastian Janikowski should be the new coach. There you go. Nobody ever looks at those guys. I mean, think about it. Nobody watches <laughs> practice more than kickers.
1: They don't you tell do anything Kevin, else. You're telling me Kevin Butler couldn't do a better job? Wasn't Kevin the year
0: when Roquan's last year in Georgia, when they almost won the national Championship, Tua had the ridiculous overtime pass to beat him. I think Kevin Butler was a graduate assistant for, at Georgia.
1: That'd have been. That's amazing. Like if
0: the 55-year-old graduate assistant, or whatever he was. That, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that's true. That's awesome. Yeah, would have got a ring as a GA, the world's oldest GA.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Yeah, well, I got. Cool. I got nothing left. I've, I've yeah. left it all on the field, unlike the Bears. <laughs> We you know that's the thing about us we did not quit. No. Nope. We no. We uh we played this podcast all the way to the end.
0: Yeah, and we still have four more five more of them.
1: Ugh.
0: Well, six with the playoff game. And then the... Right. Ugh. You know what that means? Time to start to think of another movie.
1: Yeah. <sighs> yes, yes that was fun. That was our most fun. Cause, well, that was a pleasant topic. That was a fun thing to yes. talk about.
0: So we'll think of something more pleasant than the Bears, like uh, Schindler's List. Mm. (laughs) Watch that. A little more uplifting. Right. Than this. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. All right. I'm sure we'll be coming off a huge win, and it'll turn us all around. Mitch, you know, probably throw for 372 and three touchdowns, and David Montgomery will actually be able to outrun somebody and, and score. (laughs)
1: we'll be we'll be flying high we'll be super excited next week i
0: didn't talk about that but i had that you know we talked about the the defense is to the point where if they do get an interception and they and they don't score you feel like well now we have no chance you know they needed to score with montgomery when he got tackled inside the 10 i was like well they're too close now yeah you know this the bears red zone offense is not really a thing and yeah. they get inside the 10, and the defense doesn't have to cover very much ground, and the Bears can't do anything. It's great. But right. It is nice to have the only halfback who, you know, runs a five-five forty. <laughs> <laughs> I like David Montgomery a lot. Um, but, you know, he, there, <coughs> there's a reason he was there in the third round. He does not have elite speed. Right. And that would be fine. If he was paired with a guy who has elite speed, and he's not, yeah, he's paired with a punt returner or a <laughs> kick returner, and Ryan Null. I did think it was very cruel and unusual that the Bears gave the new punt returner Ted Ginn's number, because the one time they actually made the Packers punt, I was like, "Oh God, it's Ted!" But then he <laughs> caught the punt; he fair caught it, and I was like, "It can't be Ted."
1: We knew it wasn't Ted at that point. I was glad
0: yeah, he, I was feared he came back.
1: Yeah. Bears trolling their own players now. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right.
0: All right. We'll see you next week for we'll another week. exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise Podcast. Indeed. And I can't I can't turn it off because I can't find the thing. There we go.
1: Many of us have herpes.